Rolling Maseches Brachas, Perk Vav This Mishnah is surprisingly involved, so there's a number of issues you have to understand. The first part of the Mishnah is to understand it properly. You have to understand that in the time of Chazal, when they had a, a large meal, a feast, if you will, um, they divided the meal into three stages. They had the pre-game show, the main event, and then the post-game show. So the pre-game show was before the meal. They would drink wine, um, and then during the main meal, they would eat bread and other foodstuffs and perhaps have wine again during the meal. And then at the end of the meal, they would remove, they would come to a formal conclusion to the eating part of the meal. They would, according to some Rishonim, remove the bread. Others say they even remove the tables away from the people. They were kind of reclining on like chaise lounges on, on sofas. So they would have each person have their own table. They take the tables away and the meal, the eating part of the meal, the formal eating part of bread and so on to fill up would be over. And then they might drink alcohol further wine afterwards, or even preparis, other kinds of desserts or other kinds of snack foods after they finish eating. Now, the first part of the Mishnah is concerned with the bracha one says on wine before the meal, whether it covers the blessed one might say on wine during or after the meal. Now, to understand that, you have to understand two other points. The first is that normally in a meal, as one as we probably know, uh, you make a bracha, and that would cover everything that comes in the meal. We'll discuss more about that in a minute. But you should know that however it slices, the bracha brei priyagafen on the wine must be said anyways. Wine is considered chashav to itself. It's significant. Wine causes its own brachas, like for example in Kiddush and Abdallah. And therefore, even if a person said hamotzi, when he, in the middle of his meal, when he eats wine or drinks wine, he makes a new brei priyagafen. So here the question is, if one made a brei priyagafen before the meal began, could that cover the brei priyagafen that might otherwise be required during the meal, or even after the meal when the main part of the meal eating is over and the food has been taken away, and maybe the table's brought away as well? The other thing you need to understand to understand this first part of the Mishnah is that when one makes a bracha, that bracha only covers what you had in mind to cover. So if a person, for example, had two apples in front of him, and he said, you know what, I'm on diet, I'm eating just eating this one apple, another apple I'm leaving for tomorrow, and he makes a brei priyagafen, and then he changes his mind and wants to eat the second apple as well. Even though that second apple is right in front of him when he made a brei priya eight, he has to make a new bracha on the second apple because he explicitly excluded it from the bracha. And similarly, if a person only had an apple in front of him, but he knew in his in the kitchen somewhere there were some other apples, and he decided that after I finish this apple, I'll go rummage to the kitchen and find other apples and eat those as well, then for sure when he makes a brei priya eight on the apple in front of him, it also covers the apples that are far away in the, other, in the kitchen or whatever it might be. Many times the Mishnayas, and here's the first of those times, um, is going to try to assess what a person has in mind when it's inexplicit, meaning he didn't explicitly think what he wants to have in mind. So we're going to try to define what is a person's stamdas, what is a person presumed to have had in mind, if he's a normal person anticipating normal events. And therefore the Mishnah will say, If a person before the meal began, before, let's say, Hamoti, like for example, you might imagine, on Friday night, making kish, you make a brei guffin before the meal begins. When he makes the bracha on the wine, brei guffin, so he knows that there'll be wine during the meal and wine even after the meal, when the meal is over and they clear away the food and the eating part is over, there'll still be a drinking part. Since he knows that's going to happen, he then at least passively has in mind that there'll be wine at the end of the meal, post-game show, if you will, and therefore the bracha he makes on the wine before he eats will cover the requirement to make a bracha during and, and after. Misha says explicitly, if he makes a bracha on the wine before he starts his 
bread part of his meal, his main eating part of his meal. Pater es that bracha before the eating will exempt the wine that's drunk, shla achra mazon, that's drunk, even though there's a whole meal that intervened, if he only waits till the end, post-game show, after the eating part to drink, no new bracha is said on the wine, because the bracha made at the outset covered it. Again, that's because he knew, at least in the back of his mind, passively, it's normal to have wine come at the end of the meal, and therefore he's presumed to have had that second drinking session in mind as well. So that would mean, just to speak it out, if he explicitly had a mind not for that, in other words, he thinks, I'm not going to drink wine after the meal, because last time I did that, I got a big headache, then of course it wouldn't cover, etc. Now, the mission goes on um, to, to talk about another part of the meal. And to understand this part of the Mishnah, you have to understand that when one makes a bracha, if he's eating multiple items together, so the bracha covers everything he's eating, but the bracha is recited over the primary ingredients, the primary components of what he's eating, called the ikar, the main part. And the ikar is what he makes the bracha on, and that is poto, that exempts the bracha that one would other have to say, otherwise have to say on the tafel, the secondary part to it. Even if they're not eaten together, but if they're eaten in combination, and they're, they're a package deal, if you will, then the bracha on the ikar, on the main, exempts when to say a bracha on the tafel. So for example, very familiar case, you're eating your Cocoa Pops. Everyone loves Cocoa Pops. You have two things in there. The Cocoa Pops, the cereal, let's say the bracha on that is Bremen Amazonas. And then you're eating the milk with the Cocoa Pops. So you have milk, which is a shankle, and Cocoa Pops, which is a Mazonos. When you eat them together, you only make one bracha, Bremen Amazonas, because the milk is coming just so the Cocoa Pops can be eaten properly and become soft and you know easily swallowed and so on. Dry Cocoa Pops aren't very fun. So one adds the milk to accompany the eating of the Cocoa Pops. But of course, the main thing is eating is cereal. So therefore, no bracha is made of the milk. He makes the Mazonos, and that covers both the Mazonos and the Rice Krispies, the puffed rice, as well as as the uh, the milk. And even if the Rice Krispies are finished, and he's got some nice chocolate milk at the bottom of his bowl there, he wants to drink that too, because that's the best part. He said the best part for last. So he drinks that chocolate milk at the bottom of the bowl and doesn't make a new bracha, even though there's no Mazonos left at all. He's drinking just pure shahakal food. But since he made a bracha on the Mazonos, it covers the shahakal as well. He made the bracha on the Rice Krispies. It covers the chocolate milk residual at the bottom also, because that's tafel. It's secondary, subordinate to the main food, the Rice Krispies. So similarly, in any normal meal, it's considered by Chazal, and it was normal at the time of Chazal, that the primary thing you ate to fill yourself was bread, was baked grains, pas. And that was the staple. That was the main part of the food we saw before that bread has a special bracha to itself, because bread is so significant to the eating cuisine and the nutrition of the time. Um, of course, it's to a lesser degree today, especially amongst affluent societies. But in any case, the way the Chazal understood it and the brachas are set up, the primary food stuff that fills you is your baked grains. And when you have other things like meat or eggs or butter or peanut butter or hummus, whatever it is you else like to eat in a meal, salads, all those things are also coming for the same reason as the bread, to fill you up. And they're considered to be the lapis as a pas to accompany the bread. So when you eat your turkey sandwich, of course, there's bread and there's turkey together. And when you make a mozi on the bread, that covers the turkey. But that's true even if it's not a sandwich. As you know, you eat a deal on dinner on Friday night, the El Shabbos, you make hamotzi on the chalas, and then when you eat chicken soup, even with no bread, of course, maybe it's us to put the bread in the chicken soup, because of Bishel, perhaps. But in any case, whatever it might be, you don't make a second brach on the chicken soup, because the chicken soup is coming to fill you up as part of the meal, and it's considered to be subordinate to, tough to, the bread. 
It's coming called Machmas HaSuda. Because of the Suda, you're coming to get filled up. The primary food stuff to fill you with the bread. Everything else just comes to accompany the bread. So, yeah, that's called the rules of Ikra and Tafel. So the Mishnah therefore says, Be'erich ala parperis. If a person made a bracha on the parperis, these are the first shot in the Bartonor we have here, is that it's foods that accompany bread, like meat, cheese, eggs, whatever it is. And let's say, for example, you made a bracha on the cheese before you ate any bread. So you make a shakal on the cheese, or shakal on the meat, or shakal on the eggs, whatever it is. Shlif hamazon, before the primary eating. Then, pater es parper mazon. Then, even if you save similar types of foods for after the meal, so one doesn't make a new bracha on those things because they made a bracha beforehand. So just for argument's sake, they served hors d'oeuvres before the meal began because you're at a fancy wedding and there's hors d'oeuvres being handed around and you take your nice piece of uh, sashimi and you make a shakal and you're a fish sashimi. So then, if there's shakal foods at the end of the meal afterwards, if you had those in mind, then you knew they were happening from the beginning, so then they would be covered at the end, and no new bracha is made even once the meal is over, and you're eating your desserts and so on. It's covered by, by the shahako that you made at the beginning of the meal. So that's parperis. Parperis are foods that come to accompany the main bread. That's the first shot of the Bartonor. We'll read you again. Words are, Berachala parperis. If one made a bracha on the parperis, the accompanying food, like the shahako before the main food, the bread, before the bread was served, pater esa parperis, that bracha will exempt the blessings to be made on the accompanying foodstuffs, that are brought after the main bread is removed from the table. Just to speak it out here, Tosos says that nowadays, and Tosos days a thousand years ago are still applicable to nowadays, that we don't eat this way. Nowadays, we finish our meal and we bench. Until we bench, the meal is not done. There's no such thing as like taking the bread away and being being Moshech from the bread and like abandoning the eating part and continuing the meal with just the drinking part. We don't do that. So for us, the meal is never over. We're never in Shalachar Mazon mode to the post-game show until the benching, or at least until, say, my Machronim. But even saying Shira Malos doesn't end the meal, and that's not called the Achar Mazon. In any case, back here, the mission continues. Berech pas. If a person makes a bracha on the bread, pater, it's a parperis. That will exempt, as we said already, the accompanying food. If you had, you know, bread as well as you had chicken and meat. So, you make a hamotzi and that covers the bracha and the chicken and the meat because the chicken and the meat are coming, machmasasuda, they're coming to fill you up like the bread. Which means, by the way, if a person is eating food not machmasasuda, not to fill them up, like for example, if one eats fruits in the middle of a meal or sorbet in the middle of a meal and it's not to make him eat more. So maybe sorbet is not a great example, actually, in the middle of a meal. But at the end of the meal, but in any case, if one's eating fruits in the middle of a meal, fruit comes for the taste. Or let's say you're eating sorbet at the end of the meal. It's coming for the taste, not to fill you up. You're drinking some whiskey in the middle of the meal, not to fill you up. Again, not to facilitate the eating of, let's say, more food or, or, or to, to divide, make it so you can eat, you know, meat after, after fish or something. But if it's just to, for the taste of it, then you must make a separate bracha. So that's not called machmas asuda. The mission here is saying food that is coming machmas asuda, the stuff that's coming Dafka to fill you up, that's called parperis. And that, if you make a bracha on the pas, on the bread, it exempts the parperis, that one doesn't need to say it. On the other hand, a la parperis, if a person knew he was eating, for example, the turkey sandwich, and he, ate a, he made a shop on the turkey first, before getting to the bread, lo pateras a pas, of course he makes a second bracha on the bread, because the bread remains the ikar, and can't be exempted from the tuffel. Which means, just speaking it out, if a person first eats the tafel and makes a bracha, it doesn't cover the ikar. Um, 
he has to first eat the ikrits he puts the tuffel. So, for example, if a person is eating, let's say, an ice cream cone, and there's a mazonos delicious sugar cone at the bottom and some yummy chocolate ice cream on top, so he makes the shahakol and the ice cream first, that wouldn't cover the mazonos of the cone beneath. Okay? And that's how a person should probably do it, since the ice cream probably is ikr, even though the mazonos can't really be tuffel. That's probably beyond the scope of this mission at the minute. Now, there's a second pshat in parparis. The other pshat in parparis is that it's uh, foodstuff which the bracha is mazonos davka. And therefore we're saying uh, that if one makes a bremene mazonos, that wouldn't cover the bracha hamotz lechem in aretz. Even though mazonos goes on baked grain and hamotz lechem in aretz goes on baked grain, really the primary bracha on bread proper is hamotz lechem in aretz and only lesser non-bonafide breads get the bracha bremene mazonos. And therefore we say if one makes a bracha on the parperis, a mazonos on a bread crumb type uh, mixture, low potter as a pas, that wouldn't exempt the bread from needing a separate bracha of hamotz lechem in aretz. Beishame omrim, beishame say aflo ma'asekadera. Ma'asekadera is a food that's not baked grains, but cooked grain. Like for example, say oatmeal. So oatmeal um, is you know it's, it's grains, but you cook it in a pot. You make a filling meal out of it, but not baking it. Instead by boiling it in water. So that's called a ma'asekadera. Um, a, a someone created in a pot, and the bracha that, of course, is also mazonos. So, ostensibly, the Tanakama would hold that if you make a bremene mazonos on some other kind of baked grain that's not bona fide bread, in this case, a parparis, but you might think of things something more familiar, like a cookie, like say, for example, or a cupcake, a brownie, etc. So, one makes some mazonos in those foods, so the Tanakama would hold that same mazonos would also cover eating, say, pasta or Porridge, oatmeal, but Beishame says no, Aflomasa Kadera. Beishame would hold that if you make a mazonos on a baked grain, a bread crumb type food, that the parparis, it doesn't, not only does it not cover the hamotzi bracha on pas, bread proper, but also it wouldn't cover the bracha, one would have to say, on a masa kadera, on something cooked in a pot, like porridge or, or uh, pasta, etc., even though the, the bracha is once again the same, Boreh Mene Mazonos. 